Welcome to the Focus Forward Business Podcast from SturdyMcKee.com. Hey, welcome and uh, thank you for listening or watching the Focus Forward Business Podcast. I'm Sturdy McKee, your host. Um, I'm a business coach and advisor and help business owners. And today I'm happy to introduce you to Dr. Stephen Peden. Um, Dr. Peden is the founder of Restore Physical Therapy in Panama City. And while working with all kinds of orthopedic issues, I know that his passion is working with who he likes to call the functional athlete, or uh, the rest of us, we know those people as CrossFitters and powerlifters and that type of thing. Um, but thanks very much for being here, Dr. Peden. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, sure. So will you tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Um, well, I am a, uh, a physical therapist in Panama City, Florida. I have uh, 20 years of experience. I graduated from uh, UF in uh, 2001 with my master's degree. Uh, came home and uh, I've worked in uh, outpatient orthopedics ever since. Um, like to do, uh, like like Sturdy said, a lot of, uh, of CrossFit athletes, functional fitness athletes, um, and I opened my own. Uh, physical therapy office in April of 2017. And I started out uh, just myself and uh, we've had uh, some ups and downs, but we, uh, <laughs> but I've been able to uh, add to the uh, staff with another PT and a PTA and uh, we're doing pretty well. We're, uh, we're getting busier as the uh, 2021 rolls along and hopefully we're getting um, away from this, this pandemic that is uh, going on right now that we're, that we're trying to get out of the hole. Yeah, everybody's hope. So was Restore PT your first business? Uh, yes, it was. I've, I've worked 20 years for, uh, well, sorry, uh, 16 years um, in other, uh, for other um, uh, small physical therapy clinics, local physical therapy clinics. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, just stayed home. Family's here. Everyone's here. And, you know, like, like being home. So, so how'd you get started in the business? Tell us about that decision and, and journey change that you went through. Oh, without, without going into too much detail. Um, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was, uh, I was working for a, uh, uh, another physical therapy clinic in town. And, um, I had, uh, I kind of challenged myself where, you know, just, uh, I felt like I was spinning my wheels that I had been, um, been a physical therapist for 16 years, 15 years. And, um, I didn't really know other than treating patients, which I love to do. I didn't know kind of where else I wanted to go with it. I was kind of just complacent and, uh, you know, some, some things, some things went on at work and, and kind of, you know, set me off on a path to, to really focus on this, um, decision you know do I really want to do it and uh mm-hmm. and so I asked some questions had friends of friends that I got in contact with um and it was really not as hard as I thought it was going to be um but again like like I told told Sturdy in the uh the wee hours of the morning when you open up your office and you're laying there oh what am I doing I don't really know <laughs> did I mess up maybe I can call him back you know <laughs> but um but no, I, I think it's been great. Um, we have, uh, we've been open. Uh, April will be uh, four years that we've been open. Um, I actually started with Sturdy in 2018. So as a um, client. With, as a client with coaching. 
and uh, and he he kind of set me off on the right path and uh, with the way that the way that he coaches and and you know the playbook so to say. Well, thanks for that. But you, there's your plug. You're, you're, <laughs> no, 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 but you're coming up on four years, and your business has survived a hurricane, like a direct hit. You can tell us more about yeah. that, and a pandemic. And you're, well, we'll get to this as well, but you're on the verge of expanding and maybe building out your own building and clinic and right. and all that. So tell us, go back to the hurricane a little bit, because you had some okay. interesting stories. <laughs> yes, interesting <laughs> discussions, you know, that, around that time of year. So yeah, so yeah October 10th, um, uh, Hurricane Michael hit Panama 2018, City. right? 2018, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, 2018 hit uh, Panama City. And uh, it was Category Five, um, and I've lived here my whole life, and I've never seen um, anything like it. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah, there's just the whole town was was leveled, um, and I mean it, it. You know, we were we were out of business. I wasn't even we. My wife and and uh, kids and I left and went to my parents' farm north of here, uh, about 45 minutes away, and it was still it was still pretty bad up there. You know, mm-hmm. trees down and. and Anyway, in town, buildings were destroyed, and and uh, it, it was it was awful. Never seen anything like it. But um, you know, at, at that point, you kind of you kind of sit there and say, "Well, um, not really sure what I'm supposed to do at this point." You know, maybe I can. You know, I mean, you you start wondering, maybe do I need to move somewhere else and and pick up, or do you sure, leave it sure. or do you salvage it? I mean, I don't. You don't know what to do at that point. You've never seen this. Um, but, uh, you know, the first thing, first thing was to, as soon as we could to get home to our home and kind of reassess, you know, assess the damage and, and, uh, you know, what can we, what can we salvage from this? And, and luckily, um, unlike so many other people here, our, our house, we missed, I think we we had three sheets of shingles fly off our roof. So I can't tell you how lucky we were because even to this day, there are people fighting with insurance companies that are living in, in trailers in their front yard because their house is, is unlivable. Um, right. And it's just, I mean, right around the corner, they're, they're right here. Um, right. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. So, so I, I took a week off. <laughs> well, kind of, kind of forced to, I believe. Yeah, right? yeah. I couldn't really, you know, I couldn't really come in and see anybody, but, uh, but, you know, but we, you know, we cleaned up the house and, and, you know, that kind of thing. And, and uh, you know, about six or eight days later, my, my wife talked to one of her friends and she said that she drove by the office and said that the power was on. And this was like on a Sunday night, I think. And I said, uh, my wife told me that I said, well, man, I'm going to go to work in the morning. And she Mm -hmm. said, okay, (laughs) I don't know what you're going to do, but you can go. So I went and, uh, started doing things like reassessing, like, how can I, how can I get communication? How can I talk to my patients that I had before the storm? Um, and so, um, my wife's a software engineer, so she finagled some way to because Verizon was out here. We had no Verizon signal at all. AT and T worked just fine. So, sorry, Verizon, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but uh, but we, uh, you know, I was able to talk to a lot of the patients that that um, that I had, you know, before that before the, the storm hit, and so many of them, so many of them were active duty military because we have a Navy base and and an Air Force base here. And the base commanders told all of them just to make an order for the whole base to get out of town and don't come back until right. we say so. So I called 
um, I called around, you know, and uh, spoke to everyone that I could just, hey, you know, how are you doing? Are you okay? You had an appointment today. Where were you? No, I didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but, you know, really just kind of kept tabs on, on patients that were there um, that had been coming in. And, uh, you know, slowly um, I was able to, you know, that day was pretty much summed up in just in phone calls and just checking on people. Um, And then the next day, um, you know, and I honestly, I had two or three patients that said, and this was on a Monday, I guess. And, uh, patients said, well, I can't get there today, but I can probably come Friday. And I said, mm-hmm. okay, if, if you feel like you can do that, I'll see you then, you know, and right. I made, I verify their appointment and all stuff to make sure that I was, that I was here. Um, but Tuesday, uh, the following day I said, well, you know, there's, I need to do something. I need to do something. What can I be proactive with? And so I drove around and I stopped at almost every doctor that there was a car in the, in the parking lot and went and knocked mm-hmm. on the front door. And, and actually I think um, that was one of the things that, that helped me in, in the marketing department, because I, I think I was the only, the only therapy clinic that was open that day um, on this, on this side of town um, just because the other ones are, the, the other buildings that other therapy clinics are taller and, and they just, they assess more damage than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I, I was actually able to, to market to a couple of, of key practices and, and they have been, they've been a huge referral source ever since October, 2018. And mm-hmm. just for the, for the mere fact that I was it, you know, and that they had patients. Well, and that you reached out and you cared and you were checking yeah, out I, them too. I mean, there's right. I mean, they, they had patients that had surgery right before the hurricane. I mean, you know, you right. know rotator cuffs wait on no one. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. The healing body. Right. Yeah. So, so they, so, you know, we, they had to go. And so I tried to help as much as I could to get those patients um, taken care of. Well, so and you, it, it, it wasn't, I just want to say, it wasn't like you were unscathed either. Cause I remember one of our meetings, you had told me you had just been out in the pond behind the building, pulling your <laughs> awning out. <laughs> yeah um, and some yeah. other items right. yeah the uh the the, the awning uh, flew over the building and, and landed in the uh retention pond out back and uh, i had to put on my my waders and go out there and get it and the, the ducks are just kind of swimming by hey buddy hey, hey good to see you ducks are ducks are doing duck things you know yeah living their best life and i'm not <laughs> Right. Well, fewer people and it was all wet. They're happy. Right. Right. <laughs> so, um, well, and you, you know, you survived that you had done some really smart things ahead of that, but because when I say survived that, because, um, you were able to reach out and get other people in, but a lot of your client base literally left town for what, six months or, or more. It was, it was at least until, um, the majority of the active duty military that I saw were told, um, not to come back until January at the earliest. I okay. think if I, if I get that so right, they started I started trickling January back in three months later. Right. Right. Yeah. There were still some people that were coming in and locals and, and, uh, there were some, um, uh, military that were tasked with staying here to help the cleanup effort. Sure. Um, and, uh, it just, the stories I heard about them staying in campers on, on base, you know, that they didn't have electricity or anything. I mean, it was, it was, yeah, they were camping. Intense. Yeah, yeah, literally just, yeah, one level yeah. above 10. <laughs> well, and then the pandemic, kind of the opposite happened, right? That 
I remember right, the military stayed and were basically, what, what were they told? Um, they were, they, they were essentially told, and I think some of those uh, rules are still in effect where you could, uh, you could go to, so many of them were sent to home, sent home to mm -hmm. uh, work from home to do their, uh, you know, telecom and, and you know, um, uh, video conferencing type, type work. Um, they were told to work from home. There are several contractors on the base, you know, civilian contractors at, at the mm -hmm. Air Force Base and at the Navy base that were told to work from home. Um, and so, yeah, we just, we had no patients. Uh, we had very few patients, I'll say, um, coming in um, again, because of, because of the scared, nobody knew what this was, right. you know, initially. And, right. You had to and, sort it out for the first, I don't know how many months. Right. Yeah. So there were, uh, there were some, uh, there's some slow days, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know 10, 10 months ago, 11 months ago. Well, okay. So, at this stage, tell us where you are now, because, the, you know, we kind of focused on some of the more severe right. challenges we've gone right. through, but uh, <laughs> things are looking pretty optimistic and you're on the verge of breaking ground, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, so, yeah, so it's end of February. Um, I was, I was telling Sturdy earlier that we, uh, that, you know, we're on the wrong, we're building, we've got patients coming back um, that are more likely to sign up for therapy and, and come in and, and, you know, we're taking the necessary precautions, masks and masks and, and distance and cleaning equipment and, and that kind of thing um, to make sure pe people feel comfortable um, when they're coming in here for therapy. Um, so we're, so we're doing that. We're taking those precautions and, uh, and yet we've got, um, uh, we are in the process of getting permitting to uh, build a new building uh, for a new uh, therapy office in town. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll be able to, you know, probably add a, another therapist or two and, you know, uh, do um, be able to take care of more patients, um, just a bigger space to take care of uh, Bay County. One one you're in control of, too, right? Right. Right. Yes. So yes. I'm, I'm, rent, I'm renting right now. But uh, but yeah, this one, I'll, I'll be purchasing this one. Yeah, that's awesome. Um so through all this ups and downs and, you know, you're doing this project while you're growing the business, time's always a challenge. You know, time's right. one thing we can't create more of, right? So any advice you would give another business owner who's kind of struggling with having enough time, you know, balancing, challenge, uh, juggling priorities and stuff? How do you manage that? Um, well, I think... Um, when I first started, I mean, it was pretty easy to take care of everything myself. Mm -hmm. um, wasn't, wasn't that busy. So, you know, you could treat patients and then you could go, you know, you could pay the bills and go to the bank and, you know, meet doctors and, and uh, um, get out and market and talk to people. And, uh, and so now, now we're, we're uh, you know, there's myself and two other full-time clinicians here. Um, and I find myself, you know, having weekly meetings with them as well as the, uh, um, um, my administrative assistant up front or uh, receptionist up front, um, talk with her and, and it's different, different hats, you know? Um, and, uh, I feel like I'm wearing a lot of hats, right? Now. <laughs> but, yeah. but I think, I think that you got, you have to, you got to prioritize, you got to schedule, um, you have to delegate for sure. And that was one of the biggest things that, that mm -hmm. I, you know, like I said, when we were slow, I could do it all myself. But now that, you know, we have, um, you know, three times as many patients coming in and, you know, I have to uh, 
um, worry about the schedule. I have to talk um, therapists through um, some treatments and that kind of thing because they're real relatively new uh, to the career or to the career field. Um, they uh, so they do need they do need training. They do need um, um, education, tips Support. and tricks yeah. from from a. Uh, uh, somebody that's been around and seen things that they haven't seen. Um, but yeah, delegation is key. Um, meeting with them individually and talking to them um, on an individual basis um, where you can, you can coach them. Um, and, and not only, not only in therapy, but in also, also in, in um, just interacting with people, just problem solving, critical thinking. Um, and, and I think, that again, that one of them has been out of school three years, another one has been out of school two years. Uh, so they're still really, really new to the field, and uh, you you just want to help. You know, you just want so, but but you got to schedule the time. If you don't, then next thing you know, you're just you're 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 back to being a therapist with a full schedule, and you're working later hours, and you're working weekends, and you're you're doing all the stuff. I mean, that happens anyway, but. If you right. can prioritize um, and delegate things that can be delegated, life is a whole lot easier. Well, and tell us a little bit more about the meetings. You know, I'm a big advocate of the one-on-one meetings, but what's that done for you? Right. Well, um, it, it does. It does several things. Um, it gives the it gives the uh, therapist an opportunity to speak frankly to me um, and just just be open with me and, and don't mm-hmm. feel like they have to hold back because because there, there's just two of us instead of all four of us sitting in a room together. Um, they, uh, to bring up any, any issues they might have, you know, personal issues, professional issues. Um, and we can discuss it then if it's, if it's a big enough issue that, that it's more than just one person, then, then we can cover that in a staff meeting or uh, hopefully it's just a five minute, you know, staff meeting at the beginning of the day. Hey, this is, you know, we're having issues with, with, um, you know, this diagnosis. Okay. How do we fix that? You know, and, and that way everybody's learning, but it's, it's learning. It's establishing that relationship with your, with your uh, therapist, with, with uh, the people that work for you that are, that are really helping you out, honestly, you know, mm-hmm. um, they, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you're establishing that rapport with them. You're bringing up new, um, the, the values you kind of you reinstill the values of, of why why I opened the ther- this this clinic in the first place. I wanted to do things my way, mm-hmm. um, and and that's who you look for when you when you go to hire someone anyway is uh, someone right. that you can that you that you think is receptive to what your values are that will that will uh, work with you and, and try to try to help you help your your business be the best it can be. Mm-hmm. So uh, well, what I'm, one of the things I'm hearing from you is that opportunity to be the support, um, kind of the, the servant leadership model right. you know, of being able to give them your undivided attention, find out where they are, what they need, and, and tailor your support, feedback, teaching, coaching to them individually. Um, right. Yeah. yeah they, um, so what's yeah, their sorry. take on that? Well, no, well, I mean. I think they, I, well, I know they appreciate it um, because it has, uh, again, them being so new to the, to the field and, you know, they, they, they went, they, they went to school, they, they, they know how to do therapy. You right. know, it's, it, there's some, there's some, uh, there's tricks from, from the old dog, you know, that is, <laughs> that has been around, you know, 20 years that has, that has seen it, seen a certain 
diagnosis, you know, a dozen times and they've never seen it. And it's not a textbook, not that many are textbook cases right. of, of things, but, but, um, you know, that it gives them time to, to, uh, to express what they don't know. Um, or like I said, frustrations and that kind of thing. And then I can, I can just, like you said, kind of make it, make it a personalized approach to helping them solve their problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, um, uh, I had a, of president of a bank that's uh, that was a patient of mine years ago. And now he's, he's uh, a pretty good friend. And he said, uh, I asked him what he did the first time I met him. And he said, well, I uh, help people do their job and I get out of the way, <laughs> <laughs> but he never told me he's a bank president. And I said, so what do you really do? <laughs> oh, the president of such and such bank. Said, All right. Well, and I thought about that and, and you really are managers, managers and owners and, and, clinic directors and whatever your title is, if you're a supervisory, you, you got to help the people under you. You got to help them do their job. They know how to do, for the most part, like I said, the, the therapists know how to do therapy. Right. You, you know? hope they know how to do their job. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And that, I mean, that should be the base of getting the job in the first place, but, <laughs> right. but, um, but, but you got to coach them because you'll, you'll help them out in, in their career, but you'll also help yourself out. Um, just because you're you're entering into it's it's not it's not Stephen being the therapist now it's Stephen being the mentor, employer you know and I think they I think they they will see a lot of value in that um, because because you care about about people that came to work for you right well and this these are some huge points so for those folks listening um, really you know one of the things I I encounter with business owners is kind of, you know, we deal with some of their own baggage, right? So when there, there are people who, who resist wanting to meet with, you know, meeting with their staff individually, and a lot of that, what I find comes from their past experience of meeting with their supervisors and their managers. And, you know, when those things happen in their history anyway, they were in trouble, right? Or something had gone wrong, right. yeah. or it was an annual review and the salary was on the line, or these are anxiety-ridden, right. high-stress kind of meetings. So, you know, they come into it going, well, I'm not going to do that to my staff. And it's a different mindset though. It's, you're not doing these things because something's gone wrong. You're keeping your eye on the road, you know, and, and helping them on a, on a regular basis where they get your undivided attention. And, you know, you do, you, you do have experience they don't have, you know, for all those folks listening, you're running the, the, the place, you've got a unique set of perspective, experience, all that you bring to it that you can help them with and support them. And I really like what you said, Stephen, about the coaching piece, because that's, if you'll think about who your best coach was, they, they didn't just yell at you to do the same thing over and over. They didn't teach you the same thing over and over and over. They didn't tell you, you know, they didn't go up and tell Jimmy, you got to hit 322 this year. And, you know, if you don't, then we're going to penalize you. And, you know, that's the end of the coaching, right? They coached the process. You know, they, they, they know the targets. I mean, when we talk about that stuff, we speak that language. We know the targets, we know the numbers and stuff. But your players don't necessarily or don't even need to. They right. need to know where their feet go and their grip and where their head is and you right. know, the component parts of it. And that's the opportunity I think you get with those meetings that you're, you know, that, that you've done so well with and really with the right mindset too, that attitude of I'm here right. to help you and support you. Right. Right. So, and some of those meetings are even, um, 
you know, it, like I said, it's, it's weekly. And so several of those meetings will be, Hey, let's talk. Okay. You doing okay. Doing great. <laughs> okay. Anything they don't you take talk that about? long. No, I feel like I'm good. Okay. Do you have anything for me? No, I'm good. All right. Well, let me know. And, and that's it. I mean, they might take five minutes or, but there might be a, like, there might be a difficult patient that they, they've mm-hmm. been working on four or five visits and there's no change. Okay. I've done, you know, I've done this, you know, this All and this. All the things I know to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, th- this is something else that I got from you was you don't just tell them the answer. You know, you, you've got to, you got to make them, you got to make them work for it. You know, <laughs> you got to, <laughs> you, you, you've got to ask the questions. You got to ask mm-hmm. the questions and be and have the uncomfortable silence, so they can think. You know and mm-hmm. and uh, you know figure it out because they they will come to the right answer a lot of the time. You know and when you they do, it. right? And when they do, do they remember it better? Oh yeah, I mean yeah, absolutely. They've they've, they've worked for it. They've they've not just been spoon fed an answer. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a great lesson too for folks who are you know if people are coming to you all the time with questions and you're interrupted a bunch and you're kind of tired and exasperated, start turning that back into another question for them. Let them solve their own right. problems. Um, so one of the thing, another thing I encounter a lot, and we talk about on the podcast is, uh, you know, folks feeling, and I'm talking about business owners particularly, feeling kind of isolated. Um, feeling alone, thinking they're the only ones kind of encountering whatever challenge they're dealing with. And, and the dirty little secret is we're all facing challenges. You know, sometimes they're right. positive goals. Sometimes they're, you know, hurricanes and pandemics, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so so what, what kind of stuff are you currently running into and uh, what's your plan to deal with those and overcome them? Um. Well, again, uh, not to not to keep bringing bringing things up, but uh, that, that we've been discussing. But you know the 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 whole COVID pandemic. You know, there's there are people that are still um, afraid and you know concerned about you know coming mm-hmm. into therapy. Just they're meeting strangers that are outside their bubble. You know, and and so so again, like I said, we we have done we've done what we can to to uh, clean surfaces to you know, wear masks and, you know, maintain distance and, and, uh, and that kind of thing. Um, and there's still, there is still a, a you know, a, um, cancellation rate, you know, that mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I think owners worry about. And, and uh, but, um, you know, uh, I think that's the biggest thing really right now um, that we're looking at that, that that's the biggest, the biggest problem. Okay. And other than reassuring them, any other strategies, plans to get through that, or just hang on till they're not vaccines? Right. We we I think that's that's really all that, that we've been we've been able to do. Um, we, we'll call, we'll make some phone calls and check on the the patients that when this first mm-hmm. came out. And they just automatically said, well, I, I'm just not going to come to therapy anymore. You know, we made sure that they were independent, that, that they had their home exercises, that they had those down, that they could perform those. Um, we've called them and checked on them to make sure they were doing okay. The ones that the, the definitely mm-hmm. the high risk population, the 70s and 80 year old patients that have been coming in. Um, sure. So we so we have checked in on them and, and all of them seem to be doing doing fine. And, you know, if they, they might have had questions about, you know, the, the exercises, but 
we've been able to, to take care of them and, and make sure they understand them. Cool, cool. Well, and that's a huge point too, making sure that you're taking care of your customers and people and making maintaining right. contact. Yeah, uh, can't. I mean, you can't understate how important or right. overstate how important that is. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, what's what's one of your proudest moments in your in business? Last so many years. Um. Well, I think probably one of the proudest moments and biggest load off my mind was. Uh, mm-hmm. I paid off the uh, paid off the business loan. <laughs> That's a huge that was that was milestone. nice, you know, and uh, yeah, and uh, that that was that was good. Um, that that was probably my proudest moment. Um, it's it, that I've kind of I've kind of arrived. I kind of not that I've arrived, but it was it was it helped me get rid of the doubt that I had on day mm. one. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I told a friend of mine, um, you know, when you when you put your house down at collateral for the business loan and you don't really think about it until uh until you you hear a knock at the door one day and you open the door and it's your and it's the, the appraiser said hey we need to appraise your house for the business loan I said, oh okay well here we go <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's getting real but <laughs> but you know i mean at that point it's it's you know you, you you're getting past the point of no return there so that that was probably one of my scariest moments but but then again you know paying off that being being debt free as far as a business goes um you know it, it's a very I, it's a hurdle that i'm really i'm really happy to have gotten over and uh you know now like i said now we're on the next one you know what, what are we going to do yeah. next you know no, that's awesome awesome cool cool well congratulations on that too thank you um yeah so what's one of the biggest things biggest lessons you've learned recently that you wish you had known you know, five, 10 years ago before you embarked on this journey? <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I, as far as, as far as starting your own clinic, um, I had always worried about, you know, will you be, will you be ready? Will you be successful? Do you know sure. everything that you could know as a therapist? You know, do you <laughs> never, <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, you never know everything, which is as, as long as you realize that, I think you're in a better space. But, um, but you know, the, uh, um, you had a, you had a, uh, um, someone on earlier here, uh, maybe a month or so ago that, uh, that talked about it and, and he said this, but when, when I, uh, when I opened my clinic, I sat there the first day and, you know, day one, the, you know, the doors open and the lights are on, but you're in there by yourself. Like, okay, well, <laughs> right. maybe this will work, you know? And, uh, and, and so, you know, of course, and in a month, you know, people, you have patients coming in, you've met with doctors, you have, you know, people start to trickle in. And then next thing you know, you're, you have a month where you, where you break even, and you're like, oh, you know, this might actually work, you know, and, and then, and then, you know, next thing you know, you're actually turning a profit and, and hey, I think I'm, I think I can do this. And, and so I've, I've ridden that wave, you know, that, that feel good wave you know, for a while. And then your, your, uh, your, uh, I guess Dan came on and, uh, he said it and it was perfect. Um, he said, be prepared for success to all those potential therapy clinic owners. And, uh, and if I would have known that years ago, I would have started, I would have started, I wouldn't have started four years ago. I started eight years ago or mm-hmm. 10 years ago. You know, just mm-hmm. if, if I knew the, the success that I would have had, um, I would have done it a long time ago. Well, but, you know, it's not that 
not, not to say it was easy because it wasn't, but you came to it with some real intention and prepared, preparedness that a lot of people don't. You had gone into management positions, you had paid attention and watched, you know, gotten some training basically on somebody else's dime, which I think is sure. very smart, you know, so for, for anybody who's still working and considering thinking about it, you know, start paying attention to those moving parts, start, you know, put yourself in the leadership manager role, if, if at all possible, and, and learn from that, you know, because right. if you can learn, you know, while you're getting a paycheck somewhere, um, that'll solve some of your problems, not all of them, Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but, right. but some when you go on your own. You, you won't right. necessarily reinvent the wheel. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the big goal, right? We don't need to, re yeah. That, and yeah, that's, that's a huge one. So getting a, an accountability buddy, getting a mentor, getting somebody on your side who's been down the path before can be a huge asset as well, because we're all going to make mistakes. So what I demand of my right. clients, right, is to just at least make new ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't, don't repeat the stuff I already did and told you about. Right. You know, don't do that. Um, but anyway, cool. So can you share with us like a, an article or a favorite book or anything that you're currently reading that's helped you out with business? Hmm. Not reading anything business. Been reading right real now. estate stuff, probably. I've <laughs> <laughs> been reading uh, wetland permits. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty relevant. Those are not interesting. Those aren't interesting at all. <laughs> yeah. um, the uh, I, I read, uh, um, you know, the the you know one of the ones that, that you recommended to me a while back was the 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 new factory thinking, mm -hmm. um, where you know brick and mortar is is a good way to go. Um, it's it's not a it's not a bad option at all. But the new factory thinking how. Um, need to change mindset on, and it's okay to have that brick and mortar, but also, you know, the, the next level, and we talked earlier about scaling, you know, mm -hmm. you, you have to, you have to find, find something that, that you, um, that you can give away in order to get, to get some buy-in to create a following on, mm -hmm. on something else that, um, that you can, that you can um, become profitable with um and it was a great uh it was, it was a great it was a video i think right um well yeah that's bill bishop he's actually been a guest yeah, bill as bishop, well there and, and a, a friend of mine but he yeah it's a whole it's a different way of thinking a different way of uh well thinking outside the box thinking outside the traditional way we think of like a brick and mortar traditional business but still serving your customers still using your expertise you know it's not right it's again it's not reinventing the wheel it's kind of a right. a way of of tweaking what you currently have to do it in a different way to bring additional right. value and perhaps you know a lot broader reach you know that's right. one of the things as well that if you're thinking in those modes and you're redesigning what you do or creating an, another offering sometimes you can do that and and suddenly your geographic barriers and stuff can be broken down so right. you're not just worried about you know, so for anybody else interested, that's a great recommendation, Stephen, because uh, if you're looking at something that like within 15 miles of your current location or 30 miles of your current location, suddenly when you get into this, into Bill's mode of thinking that those geographic limitations just go right out the window. Right, right. You're, you're moving those barriers. Yeah. And you're suddenly in, you know, the entire state or 
the country or the English speaking world right. or, you know, beyond that even. So, you know, that's a, that's a great one. Um, cool. Any other thoughts you want to leave us with before we wind down here? I would say to all the, uh, those people that are those therapists that are thinking about doing it, just, mm-hmm. you know, go for it. If, if it's what you've been wanting to do, do your research, do your research. I mean, I'm not just saying jump in the deep end. I'm just, you know, do, do, do your due diligence, but um, man, it's, it's been so, it's been so, you know, refreshing and self-fulfilling to, uh, to get out and, and you know, be my own boss and, and uh, you know, you're still treating patients, but you're doing, you're doing it how you want to. On your own terms. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, well, thank you so much, man. This has been a, a great conversation. I yeah, know man. We're going to get a bunch out of it. Um, had a lot of fun. So thank you very, very much for being here. Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening.